Welcome to the Job Search Podcast with your host, John Rivero, where we will be interviewing leading industry experts to help you get the job that you want. Hey, everybody, it's John Ribeiro here with John Windesman. And uh, John is the founder of Optimistic Brain. He's, he produces and teaches mindfulness programs. And I've had John on my podcast in the past, and I thought it would be great to bring him back given the current scenario and the current environment that we're in with COVID-19 and the pandemic. And I, I thought it would only make sense to bring John back to help us out with some of those processes, techniques, and strategies to help us bring down our stress levels that are probably going to the roof. <laughs> uh-huh. Given that we're in like, I know here in Ontario, we're into our second, our first week of our first official week of lockdown. Uh-huh. And um, we'll be kicking off into, um, we'll be kicking off into our second and third week. And, and this is going to go for a while. So this isn't going to go any to any, it's not going to go away anytime soon. So I thought it'd be great to bring them on. So John, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our call. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me back. I always love uh, chatting with you about uh, this kind of stuff. So hopefully we can uh, give people some skills and a little um, knowledge to help them uh, move forward, maybe a little more uh, with, with a little more ease. Yes, 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 definitely. Uh, and, you know, and just for transparency, and I'll share this with everybody, uh, with John, your stuff, your, I know you've got some stuff on YouTube, and you've got some material and content and uh, some practices that people can follow already. And I've been doing that for the last year and a half. And uh, I found it for myself to be uh, just a great way, you know, like when I think about stress at this time, I, I don't really feel that stress. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like there's concern because there's a whole bunch of different things that are going on in the world right now. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm out of control. I don't feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel pretty good. And I and I, I, can, I attribute that, a lot of that to the meditations that I follow, your meditations in the morning, your guided meditations that have really helped me with that. So thank you. So I just wanted oh. to, to kind of start off with that just to let everybody know. <laughs> You're welcome. I, you know, and whether people listen to my meditations or other meditations, you know, everyone will have a preference. So, uh, you know, I'll have my way of explaining stuff, but then there'll be other people with different ways of explaining it that may resonate with them. And that's cool. Just uh, keep, keep listening to people and, uh, you know, little tidbits of uh, skills and knowledge will kind of stick. You'll, you'll, you'll retain the stuff that is most helpful to you. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. So thank you. I, and I know it's more and what you do is more than just meditation. It's also like, you know, you talk about programs within mindfulness. So mm-hmm. why don't we talk about a little bit, like, let's define this for people. What exactly is mindfulness? And, you know, what can you do today to kind of bring some more mindfulness to what's happening in and around you? Right. So mindfulness, just as a very broad definition, is just an awareness of what's going on around us. So the stimulus that is happening, you know, we, we have inputs with our smell, our taste, our touch, our hearing, our sight. Uh, and so that stimulus comes in. And so we want to know, we want to become aware of all of that. But then we also want to be aware of how we're processing that. So the stimulus comes in, We then have an active story and belief that kind of comes up, an assessment of the situation. Are we safe? Are we not safe? Uh, Do I like it? Do I not like it? And then that assessment then, those active beliefs, they cause our emotions. So we want to be aware of all our emotions. And sometimes our emotions are a bit easier to uh, understand versus all those active stories and beliefs. So the emotions are really good. And then those emotions play out in our body. So we want to understand 
uh, or be aware of our body sensations because that gives us clue to the emotions. The emotions gives us clue to those active stories. And those active stories can be quite automatic. They can be kind of subconscious, preconscious. And so the more we practice, uh, for example, a meditation practice or even a journaling practice to kind of start uncovering that active story to become more aware of our emotions and our body, then we're able to do something about it because then we can look at it uh, for its accurateness, for its truthfulness. And a lot of times we're kind of focused on the negative aspects of things. That's what our brain is naturally uh, mm -hmm. built to do. And then when we're aware of that, that's where the mindfulness comes in. Then we can say, ah, okay, what am I exaggerating here? What assumptions am I making that are not necessarily based on the facts that I know right here, right now in front of me? And can I just move my uh, story to something more reasonable? And, uh, mm -hmm. and when we start shifting that narrative, that story to something more reasonable, then we feel more reasonable we have more reasonable decisions and we take more reasonable actions. And that's kind of the process, but it all starts with this awareness and being mindful of what's going on around us and then within us, how we're interpreting it all. Yeah, so, so that's great, thank you. So what are some of the things that people can do to bring some awareness to what's happening inside of us, some of these emotions that are uh -huh. arising? And, and I would imagine even today, like <laughs> if you glue yourself to the television, you're going you're gonna to become paranoid and freaked out. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I recommend don't do that. Don't live in front of your television. Uh, but, you know, bring yeah. some awareness to this emotion. So what are some of the things that people can do right now to, to help them bring that awareness to this? Right. So the first thing is, is really to notice where your attention is being placed. So a lot of times our attention is in the past, beating ourselves up for what we did or didn't do, or it's in the future. Perhaps these days our, our attention is in the future, worrying about what may or may not happen. You know, I'm worried about my parents. I'm worried about, you know, my family or my friends. I'm worried about whether I'm going to, you know, be okay. And that, that attention into the future isn't necessarily helpful because I have no control over much of what that is, and I don't really know what's going to happen. So knowing where, my, where our attention is at and then just bringing it back to the present moment is the first step because then, okay, we're trying to be here right now, you know, in this room, you know, I am safe and, you know, you are safe, the listeners are safe wherever they are, and, uh, I don't know what's gonna happen five minutes from now, but right here, right now, for this moment, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And when you just kind of focus on that, then you can just, I know, even when I say it, I just kind of feel a letting go of that kind of future worry. And, and, and reminding yourself right here, right now, it's okay, I'm fine. And, I, and I'm gonna trust that I can handle whatever comes my way. I don't know what that's gonna be, but I have lots of skills. And I will do my best at that moment when I need to. But right now, I'm okay. And that's really the first step is to just kind of focus on the present moment. Yeah. And as you said that, I actually started to feel okay. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. But even as you were saying it and walking us through it, yeah. it's just I felt this sense of, ah, you know what, like, let's just be here. And you're right. I am safe right now. There's, there's nothing around me that's going to hurt me. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I catch myself all the time. So even though I teach this stuff, I'm not, you know, perfect. Uh, and I have my challenges, no doubt. 
but uh, that's the most common thing that I do to myself is when I ever get into that kind of, oh, I'm starting to get a bit anxious or whatever or stressed. Okay, right here, right now, I'm fine. Yeah. And, and right away, it, that helps. A another thing that helps too, because sometimes it's, it's a little bit difficult to kind of, you know, just be in the moment like that. So using our breath, for example, and you can do this when you, if you do a formal meditation or just, you know, if you are just kind of sitting there and you're, you know, doing whatever, just focusing on your breath and do just a very uh, a conscious, uh, even in and out of your breath. It's a rhythmic breathing, right? And when you do that rhythmic breathing, um, the studies are showing just for even a couple of minutes, uh, then what happens is your heart rate starts to get what they call more cohesive. So it's a much smoother heart rate. When that happens, then you have more blood flow going to all the different parts of your body, including your brain, especially the prefrontal cortex, which is up here. And it's responsible for our thinking centers and our awareness centers. So this increased blood flow then allows us to be even more present and we think more clearly. And so, and then it, and it, and it allows then also the amygdala, which is the flight and fight response to start calming down a little bit. Uh, and it starts eating up the stress hormones like the cortisol and whatnot. And so just that simple exercise of breathing and you can do it, nobody even knows that you're doing it. Um, just the, the steady breathing um, really will, will help a lot. And, and it's not just one or two breaths, you know, two minutes and more, right? So mm. just kind of stick to it for a little bit. And then you'll notice that also helps. That's a physiological response now that will help then with the, you know, that kind of mental balancing that you want to do as well with that story and all that kind of stuff. Nice. And, and yeah, and, and I like that it, it is really simple to do. And I like how you said, you can do it with people around. People don't even need to be mm -hmm. aware that you're doing this. It's like, hmm. You have to breathe anyway, <laughs> yeah. right? So if they notice you're breathing, it's like, uh, well, yeah, I have to. So they're not going to kind of catch you doing anything. <laughs> so, so is it important? And I know uh, the way people breathe is also important. I know a lot of people breathe from their upper chest, not from their lower chest. So is it important to go into a deep belly breath type of breath? So it's interesting. So Alan Watkins, he's a kind of, he does a lot of research on, on breathing and he says there's something like 13 or 15 different ways to alter our breathing. Uh, so one of it is shallow breathing, deep breathing, in through the nose, out through the mouth, you know, stochastic breathing, all that kind of stuff. And he says the number one thing that will help you when, when you're kind of stressed out or in a kind of an anxious moment is that rhythmic breathing. It's just that steady breathing. So do whatever is most comfortable for you in terms of how you're breathing, because you don't want to add to the stress of, oh, I have to breathe a certain way. And then you're changing your natural breath and you don't want to get into that because then you're just going to, it's not going to be helpful. Yeah. So just your regular breathing um, and just smooth in, smooth out, just in the same, you know, kind of the, 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 um, the smooth uh, cadence, mm -hmm. right? And that's the most helpful. There's other things too. There's a few studies to also to indicate that, you know, if we extend the exhale longer than the inhale, uh, Benson, I think, uh, out of Harvard is, uh, does uh, some studies on that. And, and that also helps reduce the stress hormones. So sure, 
if you naturally kind of, I naturally kind of exhale a little bit longer than my inhale. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you just, you know, are focused on that as well, then that's, that's, that, that'll help. Yeah. No, and, and it, so it's actually taken me some practice to breathe. I, I, I guess it's relearning how to breathe more efficiently. Like, I don't know <laughs> if that makes sense, but yeah. you know, cause I've been stuck, you know, for, for a number of years, I, I, you know, I didn't pay any attention to the way I was breathing and there was really no awareness around that. And I, and I like that you talked about, you know, bringing some awareness just to your breath to see how you're breathing. And, and it could be, and I see it around me when I'm watching other people, it's kind of creepy, but I, when I'm on the subway and I'm <laughs> just observing, <laughs> I know I'm just observing other people. Um, mm -hmm. I look at how they breathe and, and you can tell it's like really shallow breaths and that's their, yeah. normal, their normal pace. Yeah. And it's taken me almost a year to change my breathing. So I am doing belly breathing. Like that's my mm -hmm. normal breathing pattern now. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. because of that, I, I, I have found that I've more, I'm now more relaxed, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I just feel more grounded more relaxed because of that style of breathing. Mm -hmm. One thing to keep in mind too, with the breathing. So when I got, I got into mindfulness in this whole uh, kind of genre, when I started to have panic attacks and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that uh, I was doing, you kind of start to hyperventilate a little bit and you're not even aware that you're doing it, right? So you're breathing in and out really, really quickly as your heart race, heart, heart is racing. And then you start getting lightheaded and um, it wasn't until I, I started kind of reading up about breathing and stuff that you get lightheaded when, when you're in the midst of a panic attack because of the rate of exhale of carbon dioxide. It's not the inhale of the oxygen. I always thought you're taking oxygen in too fast. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that idea of that you put a bag over your mouth, you know, when you're hyperventilating, uh, that's so that you breathe in carbon dioxide and not, uh, so that retains in your lung and that will keep you to be less lightheaded. So it's mm. not the intake of oxygen, it's the exhale of carbon dioxide <laughs> that is making you lightheaded. And the other thing to keep in mind too, is you can never faint uh, by over breathing. We think we are, but try it. Try yeah. to make yourself do that and it's virtually impossible. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is impossible. Uh, and so that also too, then, you know, when you're kind of in the midst and you're getting all this kind of, you know, maybe some people are experiencing more panic attacks and anxiety these days. Right. Mm -hmm. And just remember, it's just breathe and just remember the lightheadedness is because you're exhaling uh, carbon dioxide too quickly. Mm -hmm. So even then just smooth in and out and that will help that yeah. situation as well. No, that's a good point. And I didn't realize it was the release of carbon dioxide that yeah. makes you a bit woozy, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, you're not going to pass out from breathing <laughs> properly or deeping. No. Uh, or <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's... Uh... <laughs> and, you know, one of the exercises that, that I would do that, uh, uh, like cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, wonderful name, but uh, a horrible name, but wonderful uh, uh, kind of methodology. It, it's all about kind of uh, becoming... Uh, you know, like looking at your thoughts and identifying the falseness in them and stuff like that. But one of the exercises that a therapist will have you do is this, you know, really forced in and out, like, and you're trying to hype, you're like, you're purposely making yourself hyperventilate so that you can demonstrate that you're not going to pass out. And then when that, when that lightheadedness comes in, you're going, oh, well, okay, I've experienced this and I, yeah, I know I'm not going to pass out. And then it, things kind of yeah. settle out. So. <laughs> Kitchen, <Anyway>. no. <laughs>
don't breathe out too quickly. You're going to pass out. No, you'll get lightheaded, but that's fine. You'll just get lightheaded. Yeah. Yeah. And you may kind of, you know, topple over a little bit, but that's only because, yeah, you're lightheaded and you're, you're kind of distracted. Right. But you're not going to like actually faint. Yeah. You know, fainting is a thing of, you know, low blood pressure and that kind of stuff. So I'm guessing this is why they recommend that you sit down when you start doing these exercises. So if something does happen, at least you're on a chair, you're not going all over the place, right? Yeah. Or when I, when I first did those, you know, that kind of extended breathing exercise like that, like this was at the very beginning of my panic attacks and I just needed something to do. I would do it while lying down and then it'd be, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. I wasn't fainting. And then I would do it sitting and then I would get real courageous and do it standing up. And then, because yeah. you're just building, well, what you're really doing then is learning to trust that you can handle any uh, kind of uh, feeling uh, experience that you have in your body. And when, the tr- when you start building that trust, then the fear naturally subsides. So panic and anxiety is kind of fear turned on to itself. So you have the initial kind of uncomfortable situation, but then you f- start fearing it and then it starts escalating. And so... what we're really doing is learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. That brings the, the, the the trust up and then naturally the anxiety goes away. Yeah. And I would imagine today and like, and I don't know about you, but just watching from my window, just kind of seeing some of the people outside, there is a lot of anxiety and, and, and fear that's happening. And, and, and I, you know, and the audience that we're speaking to, I know some of their fears are in and around job search and what that's going to mean for the markets and everything. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, it all comes down and, uh, you know, maybe I'm not sure if you agree, but it, it comes down to just having a good mental state. And if you can keep that positive and if you can keep that optimistic, you're keep your brain optimistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can, uh, you can get through this and, and, and really this is why I wanted to bring you on because just in the, in, in the few things that you shared with us so far, I know there's, you know, just from that very first thing you talked about, just bringing that awareness to where you are and I'm in a safe mm-hmm. place, that's already made me feel more relaxed mm-hmm. and more calm, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing that, um, like a little skill that, that is helpful too, is uh, kind of recognizing that story that we have. And so, uh, so, for example, we talked about stress. So maybe it's good to start with that and say, mm-hmm. well, stress, really what that is, there's actually two types of stress. So there's this eustress and then there's distress. And we always kind of use the term stress when we're referring to distress. So, you know, it's negative. But this eustress is really, it's this, uh, it, it's this heightened emotional state um, that we get. That's what stress is. It's a heightened emotional state caused by a specific experience. And so that isn't necessarily good or bad in, in its definition. So for example, an athlete who is competing at the highest level, let's say you're a Toronto Raptor and you're competing in the game and you really, you're like in the flow and you're, you know, you're excited and you're just, you know, shooting a basket and you're interacting with your other players. You're stressed because it's a heightened emotional state, but it's a state of you stress, mm-hmm. right? And the story is, I, I got this, I can manage this, I, I, I have trust in my abilities that I'll be able to manage whatever craziness is going on around me. So that's the story when you have positive stress. Now when it's distress or what we call stress, but distress, the story is I can't cope or I don't have confidence in my abilities. So the same athlete then who's going around the court and is all of a sudden has a story of doubt 
and, and, and doubt of their own abilities all of a sudden doesn't uh, excel in the same way because it's, it's this other story that's taking precedence, right? And so when we talk about stress and managing our surroundings, we're really talking about, well, what is that story that I'm telling myself about my abilities to cope? Is it a story of I can cope or is it a story of I can't cope? And so if we look in the future, a lot of times we say, I don't know if I can. And so and then again, the present moment focus, well, right here, right now, I'm able to cope with what is. I don't really know what's going to happen in the future. I hope it turns out well, but I don't know if it's going to be perfect. And I don't know if it's going to be catastrophically fail, like if it's a failure, it's mm. somewhere in the middle. And that is now your choice. You have to recognize, oh, okay, I can't guarantee success, but I can't guarantee failure which really means I don't know what's going to happen, but right here, right now, I can manage. I trust my abilities. I have the resources that I need. And I will move forward, you know, step by step, pushing the jelly bean forward as best as I can, managing as I go. Yeah. And I, and, and I believe that's, you know, that's, that's an incredibly important point. It's really around like you said, you know, just be aware of where you are and just be okay with this place. But knowing that you only have control over you, like you don't yeah. have control over the environment, you don't have control mm -hmm. over global markets, you right. don't have control over the organizations, like it's just you. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and if you can control this place here, then yeah. it'll start to impact the outside world and how it starts to react to you as well, right? Yeah, like what, what I, you know, maybe your listeners probably have noticed in times of their life where they're like closed off you know, it, it's just like there seems to be no opportunity. But then when you're in this kind of confident state of mind and you're open and you're just, you're, your eyes are open and you're looking around, it seems like opportunities are everywhere. <laughs> and, and it's not a matter of that they kind of magically appeared or they magically disappeared. It's you're allowing yourself to see them. Yeah. And there's no magic there, right? It's just... You know, if I say orange car, you're going to go out and you're going to notice a lot of orange cars all of a sudden. Uh, they always were there, but it's just now you're kind of, oh, okay, pay attention, right? Yeah. And so this idea of kind of, uh, you know, trying to stay focused that, okay, I can manage and then moving forward and just taking care of yourself and how you approach what's going on around you because nothing, else, like you said, nothing outside you have control over, but you do have control over how you interpret what's going on. Yeah. Now, it's easier said than done though too, <laughs> right? A lot of times I will get caught up in a negative interpretation of what's going on, especially if a car blocks a bike lane and I'm the bicycle <laughs> driver. That, that, that's my, it's like, oh boy, you know? But uh, over time, it's like, all right, all right, just breathe. <laughs> it's not catastrophic. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're all going to, we're all learning how to manage or interpret what's going on in a more reasonable manner. And yeah. the more we practice and then learn from our stumbles, because we're going to stumble, we're going to overreact, we're going to, you know, do all that. But the more we kind of say, okay, I'm going to be kind to myself. That didn't work out so optimally. I kind of lost my temper. <laughs> Wasn't so good. Uh, but, you know, what can I learn from that? 
that maybe I can do different next time. Cool. And so we start then building our skills, right, as we're moving forward. And it's just this continuous improvement. That's all we're going to do. Yeah. And actually, I, I remember something you said, I don't know if it was a year and a half or two years ago, but it's doing it those small incremental steps. And, and one of the, the things I keep hearing on, on, your, on your meditations is really around, you know, five minutes a day. Like mm-hmm. just do it consistently for five minutes a day because there's more reward in that than doing it for 35 minutes once a week. And, yes. and it doesn't have to take a lot, you know, and, and even in the things that you've shared with us so far today, it's just little things, right? Like just being aware, being in the moment or taking that or having a rhythmic breath while you're even sitting at the table with family, right? Like yep. they're just the little things that are really going to help. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's, it, and there's a, yeah. There, so there's a lot of three breath exercises. I like mm-hmm. these micro practices or mini exercises. So let's say you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with the emotions, right? First breath, just breathe in and center yourself in your body. Just feel your body. And the second breath is just note the emotions. Oh, I, I have a little bit of anger there. Maybe there's a little jealousy. Maybe there's a little resentment. Okay. Just note and then breathe and try to remain focused on the present moment. And, and the science is indicating that just this noting of the emotions, or you can do the same thing with just noting your body sensations, like, okay, whoops, sorry about that. All right. I think I just lost you, John. Hold on. Your audio is not coming through. All right. Yeah, I still can't hear you. I don't know if it's, uh, give me a second. There you go. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah, sorry, sorry. about that. It's okay. Um, I forgot to turn off my phone. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so uh, now I, So, what part did I lose you at? So the mini, the mini breath exercises, three breaths, you breathe in, uh, you just be aware of it. The second one, you take a breath, you feel the emotion internally. Note your emotions. Note your emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one, you can note what your body sensations are. So, oh, racing heart. Okay. And that the science is indicating that just this noting uh, allows a little distance from you being those things to just observing those things. Mm. And that observational stance allows you to get less caught up, caught up in them. So that also helps when you're anxious, for example, or you have this kind of heightened uh, emotional state. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. So thank you. Uh, so as we near the end of this, um, I know you've got a few different things that you've got that you're doing, and I know you got some online programs. Do you want to share some information with the with the audience so they can learn a little bit more about you? And I'll make sure I include a link to your website and even to your uh, to sure. your, your YouTube channel so people can learn more about you. Yeah. So uh, our YouTube channel or our website, uh, we have a lot of meditations there that you can uh, use from five minutes to 30 minutes. Um, so, and they're, all of them are like mini lessons. So you can listen to them and then I walk you through them. Um, we, I do have uh, weekly um, kind of little uh, 45 minute kind of mini talks uh, that I'm giving every Thursday at four o'clock. 
Uh, and that is just to help people kind of manage these challenging times. So I'll just pick a topic and we'll talk about it and we'll do a few practices during that time as well. So kind of get you going. Um, and then, you know, if you really are feel ambitious, then we have a lot of uh, programs online that people can take our on-demand programs and stuff like that too. But, but just start with the, you know, the meditations and listen to them and maybe drop in on our Thursday session and, you know, and just start practicing. The more you practice, the better your skills will become in all of this. It's like everything, you know, yeah. and practice and is the key. It is the key. And it doesn't even have to be a lot of work. And it's just, nope. and, and given how much time people have right now, it, now is like the perfect time to, to get some of this in, right? Because we're not rushing to, to commute into work or in and out of the city. Like, <laughs> have time, like use it. Like, let's use our time, right? It's amazing how much time we have when we're not commuting to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I found <laughs> my day has just like expanded like, just in... Like there's just so much capacity now for me to go do other stuff if I really wanted. So, right. That's been right. great. Time so, to read that book that you didn't even read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've got a few books on my list right now. So I'm hoping, right. I'm hoping I just got to find a 20 minutes to sit down and go through them every day. Uh, <laughs> John, thank you for that. Your, your, your tips and insights were fantastic. I know th this video is going to stay up on the channel. So if people want to come back and watch it again, by all means, it is going to be there for you. Uh, and I know we're going to, we're going to convert this into a, a mini podcast as well. So I'm going to share this out with everybody. A lot of great tips. So thank you for, for being on and, and thank you for sharing your insights and uh, expertise with all of us. Well, thanks for having me. More mindful. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, John. All right, everybody. So that is it. I'm going to wrap this up and we are going to end this live session. Wishing you all a great one. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.